Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of a Cali Green Monster Show, episode number 14. Sunday, January 31st, 2021. It's actually the second episode I'm putting out today. The first one I did, episode number 13, we were talking about the breaking news of Matt Stafford getting traded to the LA Rams. I was talking about how I thought that this was a good trade for LA, but I wanted to come back and revisit a little bit and, you know, discuss a few more things about the trade and, you know, because, you know, in the last episode I was voicing that I was excited for the trade and, you know, excited for a couple of other things, you know, this brand new microphone and being able to record on my new computer. But I don't feel like I was really conveying the excitement. I feel like I was talking very nice and smooth and very low. And, you know, that's what happens when you have a sleeping baby and you want to make sure he stays a sleeping baby. But now that it's Sunday afternoon and, you know, I don't really have to worry about waking anybody up. I wanted to, you know, revisit the trade and, you know, basically reaffirm that I do think that this still was a really good trade for the L.A. Rams. You know, not to say that it wasn't a good trade for the Lions, but at the end of the day, this the L.A. Rams are a team that's built to win now and I feel like they are a quarterback away and some people might not think that Matt Stafford is an upgrade but you know in my opinion I feel like Matt Stafford's been someone who's more of an underrated these past you know 10 plus years you know I, I always keep pointing out that and there's a lot of people that point out that you know ESPN and a lot of the media salivate over Patrick Mahomes and how he hit the no hit the no look pass. He can do a lot of those things, but you know Matt Stafford was doing no look passes before, but he's not really getting nearly the attention. So you know Matt Stafford's a high quality quarterback, and even though know, he hasn't had any playoff wins, and I think that's something that a lot of people point to. And how can you you know? guarantee success or think that they'll do any better when you're bringing in a quarterback that you know has no you're replacing a quarterback actually that's been to a Super Bowl with a quarterback that's never won a playoff game but I think that that's more a fact that Matt Stafford played for a really trash organization like I said that's how I describe the Detroit Lions I think it's a trash organization and if you can bring points to counter that I would I would love to hear it so any of you Detroit Lions fans you know I don't think there's very many of you I mean I don't have the largest fan base at the moment but so I don't think that there are very many Detroit Lions fans but hey you might surprise me now don't get me wrong like me saying that this was a good trade for LA I think it's me saying good it's all relative so you know I agree that LA is not good at signing contracts. You know, when you look at, they signed Todd Gurley to a huge contract that made no sense for a guy that had arthritis in his knees and then two years into it, you know, they're getting rid of him. And if I recall, Todd Gurley was having almost like filing an injunction that the Rams weren't paying him actual game checks that he was owed. So I don't know if it's that big stadium that they built in Inglewood and that it ran over budget. And that's one of the reasons why they have a hard time with budgets but you know it's not just budgets it's cap it's the you know draft picks if you look back even back when they acquired or when they drafted Jared Goff they had to give up future draft picks to do that and then when they acquired Jalen Ramsey they had to give up more draft picks for that and now to offload the bad contract that they signed with Jared Goff so another bad budgets or bad budget thing or a bad front office move just like with the Todd Gurley so the Jared Goff contract now to get out of that they're gonna have to get rid of first round draft picks I mean 
they've been doing this the whole time since they've been in LA and they've been arguably a pretty successful team. They've been to a Super Bowl. That's more than a lot of teams can say. So that's what I'm saying. If Matt Stafford, who I think is an underrated, actually really good quarterback and a big upgrade over Jared Goff for a team that I think is um, a quarterback away from doing damage. There's some people questioning if the addition of Matt Stafford, if that even does anything with their standing in the NFC West. You know, I you know I agree that the NFC West is a tough division. I could see them sending three teams to the playoffs next year. But if you look at, you know, you look at the NFC West, I feel like the Cardinals still have a lot to prove. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, really good wide receiver, one of the best in the league. I like Kyler Murray. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He was a fantasy football darling before he hurt his shoulder. And, you know, and a couple bounces here and there, the Cardinals in their playoffs. But I do feel like they are, like, a tier below the other three teams. You know, if you look at the 49ers, I feel like they did better than what they should have done last year. Their defense was hurt. Nick Bosa was hurt. So their D-line was just decimated. And, you know, they still did well. So if they can be healthy next year, I think they got themselves, you know, a chance to do really well. You know, because that was also with hurt quarterback play. You know, say what you want about Jimmy G, but, you know, he was hurt and they were only able to get seven touchdowns and five picks from him. So, and then if you look at Seattle, you know, when Russell Wilson's, when he's cooking like he was at the beginning of the season, he's one of the best quarterbacks, you know, as good if, if not better than anyone we've seen. I expect DK Metcalf to be even better next season. So if they can, if the Seattle can, you know, be more balanced, you know, their offense is more deadly when they can get their running game and their passing game going. If they can be more balanced, they're still going to be the team to be in the NFC West. But the way that I look at it, I like the Rams defense better than I like the Seattle Seahawks defense. And I like the Rams offense better than I like the 49ers offense. So I think any one of those three teams could win the NFC West. I think the addition of Matt Stafford improves the Rams chances. And this is going to be, like I said, it's going to be a good trade for the Rams cap or, or cap problems be darned or draft picks being darned because like I said they've been dealing with not having first round draft picks their whole time in LA and they've been fine with it I think that having Sean McVay as the coach is almost like having Bill Belichick as a coach in New England I'm not saying that Sean McVay is Bill Belichick but I'm just saying that he knows how to run a team and I think having him and his system is more important and he's going to he's going to make this work. So I have confidence that Matt Stafford in LA is going to be a good move. And if you're an LA Rams fan, you should be pumped. Now switching gears to the other football, the beautiful game footy, what we in the States call soccer. Um, I just, you know, I don't really like to bring it up too much. I casually follow world soccer. If anything, it's more because I like playing FIFA and, you know, it's one of my favorite video games, but you know, when Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo's in the news, it's kind of hard to not see it. Um, and I thought it was pretty interesting because the big thing right now is Messi, I guess a big, like a report from one of the magazines in Europe, I guess, reported that how big Messi's contract was that he signed in 2017. It was like, you know, like 555 million euros or something crazy like that. And with reports of Barcelona having financial troubles and being on the verge of bankruptcy, there's, you know, a lot of kind of like hysteria and, and headlines being like Messi is bankrupting Barcelona or Messi's the reason for the financial woes. 
And I think that's honestly fucking comical because, dude, Messi's just out there getting his fucking money. And as far as I'm concerned, he deserved any last, every last penny. You know, you're only at worth as much as they're willing to pay you. And the thing is, Barcelona felt like he was worth that money. And you can argue that he is. If anything, you could argue that he might be underpaid. Because of how many, like, how good Lionel Messi has been, like, he's literally iconic. There's not many people that you could say are iconic. And especially in world football, when you think of that, how many countries play the sport and how prevalent, how long it's been a prevalent sport in international sport. You know, there's like, there's the Pele's, the Maradona's, and, you know, Lionel Messi is in that stratosphere. And he's been doing it for over 10 years, all with a Barcelona uniform. So where Cristiano Ronaldo has moved from England to Spain to Italy and kind of being, you know, arguably considered a mercenary you know Lionel Messi has been Mr. Barcelona he's helped win Champions Leagues he's when he's breaking all these records he's doing it in a Barcelona uniform you can argue that many present-day Barcelona fans are fans because of Lionel Messi you know of course like 10 years ago there's Carlos Puyol and Xavi and Iniesta that influenced people wanting to be Barcelona fans but Messi has been the constant so I think it's 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 honestly laughable to say that Messi has anything to do um, in causing the financial woes. You know, he got his money. He does what he did. What any of us would have done. You know, he didn't go out there and tell them to fr- sign Frankie De Jong and and Dem- Dembele and and Antoine Griezmann to all this money. And then now you know, COVID happens and Barcelona's in trouble. You know, it's like Barcelona. The only reason you have some of the money and you're not in worse trouble than you are is that you know i'm sure any of the jerseys you're selling i can almost guarantee you messi's probably selling a majority of them so please you know to say that messi screwed barcelona you know this is like the old you know wwf vince mcmahon uh you know i didn't screw brett brett screwed brett you know messi it's like no i didn't screw barcelona barcelona screwed barcelona I got my money, you know, it's not my fucking fault. I'm not supposed to, you know, what's Messi supposed to say? He's like, oh, um, I don't think this is a smart decision, guys. Like, have we thought down the road? What happens if, like, you guys fall in hard times, you know? I don't want to be get the blame for ruining you. Nah, dude. Like, so, sorry. And now that Messi's actually trying to go after the, the, the one thing about this story that I think is kind of weird is that, I guess the tabloids aren't supposed to report on these things. And I don't know. I was under the understanding that with, you know, public sports figures that their contracts are can be disclosed to the media. So, I mean, I think this is one of those situations kind of, you know, with Ariel Hawani, how he got banned from covering UFC events by Dana White because he reported on Brock Lesnar signing like you know, before UFC could drop the big Brock Lesnar promo. You know, it almost seems like Messi's just upset that now there's some bad publicity out there. When on at the end of the day, it's like there shouldn't be any bad publicity. Publicity. Messi's the best at what he's done. He's arguably the greatest of all time. You know, he got his money, and I think that that's Barcelona's fucking problem to deal with, and not Messi's. And before I end this Sunday edition of the Cali Green Monster Show, I feel like my lawyers are one of the reasons I had to do this second episode on Sunday because. In the middle of the night, when I'm filming episode number 13, you know, I was too busy trying to have my smooth, quietest voice to not wake up my son. 
and I was just excited talking about the Matt Stafford trade and having my new microphone that I clumsily forgot the obligatory Red Sox talk. So I just wanted to bring up um, a couple free agent news. The first one, I mean, something that I'm sure most of you already know, especially a lot of these listen, a lot of listeners of this show come from California. So and our Dodger fans, you know, Kiki Hernandez, beloved player, utility player for the Dodgers. He signed for the Red Sox two years, 14 million. He's expected to take over second base. Yeah, I'm excited, you know, from what a lot of my friends who are Dodger fans have said about Kiki, nothing but good things. So I'm excited to have a beloved player, and especially taking over second base for the Boston Red Sox. Dustin Pedroia is my favorite Red Sox player of all time. He was a second baseman. So if you're going to have someone replace someone iconic at second base, you know, why not have someone who's beloved by you know, a pretty big sports fan, uh, sports fan base, you know, that I respect. So, and, and other free agency news, Jackie Bradley Jr., outfielder for the Boston Red Sox. You know, he's known for his glove. He was a 2018 gold glove. He won a World, World Series with the Boston Red Sox in 2018. Fast dude, not normally known for his bat, but last year batted 283. So I think just with that, his career average at 283, and with his glove and speed, I think he's going to demand, you know, a pretty nice price tag. And with the Boston Red Sox kind of cutting back on payroll, I don't really anticipate him coming back to Boston. There's a lot of talks of the Mets trying to sign him. So we'll see. I heard Steve Cohn lost a bunch of money with all the GameStop and the Wall Street stuff. So I don't know if he's uh, going to need to save money to try to get Trevor Bauer. There's rumors of Trevor Bauer wanting to get like a like a one-year $45 million contract. So that's going to be uh, pretty crazy if that were to happen. So, But until that happens, you know, we don't know. But, uh, yeah, so that's been obligatory Red Sox talk. And I think that's been enough for a Sunday afternoon. I think you got a little bit of me, you know, to start your Sunday. And uh, this little bonus episode, I guess, you know, Cali Green Monster number 14. You know, two in a day. Lucky you guys. But uh, until next time, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And, dude, we're less than a week away from the Super Bowl. Let's fucking go. I'm fucking pumped. I'm fucking pumped. Yes. Peace.